Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What is up, guys? We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch, and I am joined with the one and only Josh Timms. What's up, team? One of 12 children, all homeschooled. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out in Fort Worth too. Oh yeah. Dave. And directs Fort Worth porch out there. Don't want to miss that. If you're in Fort Worth, make sure you go check us out out there. And then Miss Elena Haas. Hey guys. What are we talking about today, Josh? Today, I think this is going to be a fun conversation. Uh, we're, we're calling it how to win the battle in your mind. And what it's going to be is a conversation about our thoughts, the way that we think, how we think, and, and, and really how the way we think and what we think determines so much about us. That's right. How to win the battle, battle in, mind. Yeah. in your mind. Mm-hmm. So h- how to make sure that the thoughts that you have, because so much of your life is connected to the things that you think about, and um, so much of your sense of peace and anxiety is connected to the things you think about and the things that you dwell on, and just how much of our, our life and day is either filled with worthless information that I don't need to know about, or anxiety uh, provoking thoughts and ideas and questions, whether it's just like, man, searching down WebMD over whether this cough is like, you know, some form of lupus or something and, and uh, getting <laughs> caught in that, yeah. you know, that yeah. loop yeah. <laughs> of like, oh no, what if, what if, what if? Or and, wondering uh, what people think about you or yeah. yep. replaying conversations in your yep. mind and, oh, yep. they probably think this or... I sounded stupid when I said that. Yeah. yeah. Or what if happened? Like, yeah. what if I never get married? What if I never find that job? What if mm-hmm. they end up, you know, the economy tanks and I have to lose and I end up, you know, living out of my car and what if, what if, what if, and just so many things. That Thoughts both, are powerful. Yeah. They don't happen and they're powerful and they dictate and they impact the person you're becoming. And, um, and they actually neuro, not to give, you know, go too deep into this. Neuroscience shows that they actually are impacting your brain. Yeah. Like your physical brain. Create pathways. They're creating pathways and they're creating like a negative, negative thoughts can actually impact like the ways that your brain, um, like the physical dimensions and aspects of your brain in a way that's really unhealthy. And at the same time, um, if you think in a right way, in a way that's in line with God's word, it can be really helpful and healthy to yourself, yep. your life and, and everything. Science is catching up to what God said 2000 years ago in Romans chapter 12, where he said, be transformed by the renewing or the changing of your mind and you will change the way that you live. So yep. our hope, and we know that a lot of people, anxiety is one of the biggest problems that are our, our crowd faces. Mm-hmm. Every survey we do, people write in and they're like, can you please cover anxiety? And a lot of that anxiety can be traced back to negative thinking mm-hmm. and to unhelpful ways of thinking. So um, yeah, man, what would be helpful to talk about? Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, so I would love to jump in and, and really the idea behind the fact that um, ideas have consequences, thoughts have consequences. And so the first one is I, I would love to know, or maybe the people listening would love to know, man, if I'm having thoughts that I know are negative, that are that are unhelpful, or as we maybe toxic, how do I remove those thoughts? How do I remove the toxic or unhelpful thoughts? Yeah. Start, let's start there. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, so Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says that we are to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So he suggests that your thoughts are not something that control you. You can control your thoughts, that you have an ability 
Like Paul puts forward that you don't have to dwell on certain thoughts and you don't have to be a victim of thinking about certain things and your mind and you paying attention and mentally giving energy and thinking about things. Um, you can take control over what you think about. Now, if I said pink elephant, the old like example, like you're like, well, I can't control you. Don't, someone says pink elephant. All of a sudden I'm thinking about a pink elephant and that is true, but you have the conscious decision over whether or not you are going to dwell on pink elephant. And so whether or not you're going to like continue to think about that and continue to wonder and continue to focus on that example. So if you're going, Hey, I can't stop thinking about whether or not I'm going to get this promotion. You are in the driver's seat. That thought can come to your mind and you can surrender that to God and say, Hey God, you're in control over whether or not I get the promotion or whether I lose the job. You're for me. You're good. You're working things out. You've promised to never leave me nor forsake me. Hebrews chapter 13 says that you have promised that, uh, no matter what I walk through, you will be with me, that you are good, and you're going to use these circumstances to make me more like Jesus and for your glory. So I'm not going to dwell on those things. I'm going to trust you with tomorrow because you say tomorrow has enough worry of its own. Just focus on today. So you are in control over the thoughts you think. And now the goal is to begin, if I identify this is a thought that is negative, yeah. that is in not in line with God's word, it is anxious, it is... Um, uh, it is not believing the best about somebody that I want to arrest as best I can. I want to identify, man, I'm thinking that thought and I want to seek to remove it from that, from mm. my mind. Now, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Yeah. I have a follow-up question real quick before we do that. Yeah. Do you think it's possible just to stop thinking about something? Like, like, is there any way that you can actively, when you say pink elephant, is there a way for me just like to stop thinking? Or uh, I guess what I'm asking is like to stop thinking about this thing, to not dwell on this. It feels as if I have to actively be thinking about something else. Like I can't just go stop. Mm -hmm. Do you think, is that true? Can I just say, oh, I don't want to think about pink elephant, therefore I'm not going to. Or can I say, I don't want to think about pink elephant, so I'm thinking about white shark. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's, that's essentially what I was saying is, Hey, I'm going to choose to not dwell on that, but to dwell on other things. Like Paul says in Philippians chapter four, Hey, whatever's pure, whatever's noble. Let me just read it. Whatever's true, whatever's noble, Philippians chapter four, verse eight, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, mm -hmm. whatever's admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Think about such things. And, uh, the context around that is anxiety. And Paul is saying, fill your mind with these thoughts, rid your mind of toxic thoughts. So I'll go back here in just a second and say, how do we do that? Because rid of toxic thoughts, fill your mind with these types of thoughts, true, noble, right, lovely, admirable. Those are the things God wants you to think about. Promises and principles from his word and the truth about, you know, whatever you're facing, those are the things he wants to fill your mind with. In order to cut off or to remove a thought, you got to cut it off. So I got to identify where is that coming from? What is feeding that? Mm -hmm. What are the lies that I'm being tempted to believe? What are the uh, sources of information? Maybe like the news, maybe WebMD, maybe different things. So depending on what thought and what you're struggling to, you know, uh, what thoughts are kind of owning you right now will impact, hey, where do I go to cut off that thought wherever it's coming from. Mm. And I want to take truth and I want to find it and I want to cut it off at the source. And so um, 
whether it's it's social media, some of you need to take a break from social media. Maybe it's just Twitter because like you go on there and you just get so locked in a loop about what's going on in our country and politics and all that stuff. And you need to take a break because you're feeding something that's only making you more anxious and more anxious. Uh, I remember a friend of mine telling me about a, a email that they were reading and they were like, hey, I, I'm unsubscribing from this because I had went a few days without it. And it just like, I felt like less anxiety in my life. It was kind of feeding something. So addressing where some of those anxieties may be coming from, um, or some of the negative thoughts you have about yourself are coming from because you get on Instagram and you look at everybody else and how they all look so perfect and their body looks so perfect. And they have just the perfect little life together and it feeds an insecurity in you. And you need to cut that off the source by likely deleting your Instagram app or taking a break from doing that. Um, whatever it is that is feeding those thoughts, maybe it's just lustful thoughts that you need to address. Hey, where am I entertaining? Just, uh, where am I consuming things that may be contributing to that, whether that's Netflix and, uh, or maybe it's pornography, uh, both of those, or maybe it's just, uh, past relational experiences, whatever the point is, or wherever the source is, go to that source and address and attempt to cut it off at the source is the way that we remove toxic thinking. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm, Elena, I'd love to hear how you do this. I'm, I'm thinking back to just the other day I had this and the way in which pr- maybe this would be helpful for people listening is how it practically worked out in my life. I remember having a day, I was getting, I was driving home and being like, man, I feel like, I, I feel like a failure. Like I'm just like sitting this thing like, man, I, I failed today. I feel like a failure. Like, where's that coming from? And I just mm-hmm. began to like run back where, where, where is that? And, and realized, man, I, I pushed snooze like seven times. So I like missed my, like didn't get up at the same time. I didn't get a workout in before my time uh, spent reading my Bible was really rushed. And just like we were like, oh, it's because at the beginning I, I like saw myself make either decisions or I just was lazy inside of it. And so that's where like the whole day felt like this kind of failure to me. And then what I did, I was like, man, uh, am I a failure because of that? No, because what does God's word have to say about me? And remember just Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, which is one of my favorites is saying, hey, I'm God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand and uh, informing that with truth. But it was just a, uh, practically, I guess I'm wanting you, everyone to listening to hear, uh, I, I have to do that. and have, But the way in which I remove it is by identifying it. If I just go like, oh, I feel negative and I stop there, it's almost not as powerful because I haven't began to address what it is I'm actually thinking and why. Yeah, I totally. feel like that kind of goes into... The second thing we want to talk about and how you can win the battle of your mind and like what's going on in your mind is not just removing the toxic thoughts, but then replacing hmm. that lie, whatever you're believing with truth, truth from God's word. And do you want to go into that more, David? Yeah, totally. I mean, you're, you're on it of just, Hey, once you identify it, um, I want to see what is the lie that's fueling that. So in your case, in that scenario, the lie fueling it is I am, or my identity or my worth or my victory is based on whether or not I performed today in the way that I lived up to my own expectations or whether or not I worked out or whether or not I got up or whether I hit snooze and I'm finding my security or confidence from something that I shouldn't be finding my confidence and security in. And so finding that lie and replacing with the truth of who God says I am, that I am, I have all accomplishments that will ever be accomplished Hmm. because of Christ that my value and my worth were defined at Calvary. They're not defined at five in the morning, whether or not I wake up and just addressing whatever those are in that specific moment for you. And in order to do that, you got to know the Bible and you got to go through and you got to identify, you got to have some self-awareness of like, man, here's the particular lies just as I'm sitting here that I think I'm believing Yeah. that my, my worth is in whether or not I'm married, my worth is in my bank account, my, um, 
my friends are not for me. Even sometimes we get spun up about like hypotheticals on, on stuff that's just ridiculous. And, um, and so ad- addressing the lies with the truth. It's like, uh, do you guys like going to New York? Do I like going to New York? I like New York. I like New York better than Chicago. I don't know that I like going to either though. <laughs> oh man, dude, our New York people are so ticked. And Chicago. <laughs> Love you, Garrett. It's even, even more. Um, so when you go to New York, here's one of my favorite things about New York. I wish we had this. It's the train station. I'm a little bit scared of the subway. Which I think is Grand <laughs> Central. You're scared of, you never ridden on the subway? No, I, I have ridden on the subway, but it was like, I had a scary experience one time, okay? And it kind of scarred me. Okay, let's hear about it. Really? No. Okay. Well, are you welcome to share? Sure. Is it no, that's, quick? that's okay. Is it relevant? No, no, you go. Okay, I love the subway. <laughs> when uh, JP and I were in London, we took the tube. Dude, I loved the tube. And uh, and just, just feels, I could go in all the reasons why I love it. But here's what happens anytime that, that typically you ride on a subway or uh, you're in a new city and you're riding something like that around is I got on there. And I thought I was headed in the right direction. And then quickly I realized I am not headed towards Brooklyn or I'm not headed towards Manhattan or I'm headed in the wrong direction of where I'd like to be going. Once I identify that, I begin to look at the different map and look at the train and discover, oh, if I stay on this train, here's where I'm headed towards. And so I need to get off. If I don't want to head towards that destination, I need to get off of this train and get on a different train and move in the direction and the destination that I want to be moving towards. What does that have to do with this idea of uh, removing toxic thoughts and replacing uh, lies with truth? That is what we do when it comes to our thinking. Mm. We even call this trains of thought. We even like as a society almost recognize that, hey, a thought is not just something that happens in a moment, but if you don't uh, address it, it is going to be a train that takes you towards a destination and a de- direction. Carries so, you somewhere. Yeah. Once you identify, I am on the wrong train. I am on the negative thought. I hate my life train. I'm on the, hey, I'm reading into things too far about, you know, this person that I'm dating and they're probably going to break up with me and all the different things that I begin to like find myself thinking and, and running through in my head. Once I'm on that train, I need to go, I need to get off of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on the truth train. If I'm on the boss doesn't like me train and I realize I'm sitting there seeing, uh, thinking um, that, uh, my boss is going to fire me. He's not for me. I should put my resume back on LinkedIn and, and make sure that thing's all dusted off because I'm probably not going to be here much longer. And he's never been for me. Once I realize I'm there, I need to begin to go, okay, I'm, I'm believing lies. This is bigger in my head. I need to get off of this. I'm going to get on to the train of working for God, not for man, trusting the Lord with everything in my life, working towards uh, whether or not, you know, I end up working at this particular job for a long time or I'm here for uh, another day. I can honor God with that. That's the train I'm going to get off because I realize I'm headed towards Brooklyn and I want to be headed towards Manhattan. Hmm. So I need to get off the negative train and get on the trains that align with God's word and God's truth. And uh, and so practically it's identifying it yeah. and replacing it. That's good. Identify I'm on the wrong train and replace it with the right train. Yeah. What, one of the things that you talked about as seen on the train, you could see a map of the trains, David. And so that's what told you where you were going. Yeah. The, the, uh, practically how I think I'm able to identify that is something someone taught me a long time ago, just the power of why. And so as I begin, as I understand my thoughts or I pay attention to my thoughts, or maybe why, why am I thinking this? Oh, because I feel this way. Why do I feel that way? Well, it's because this happened and I'm able to like, almost the question of why for me has, has been similar to the map that you 
got to see when you were in or on the tube or in, you know, Brooklyn looking at the train going, that's where I'm headed. It kind of helped me begin to identify what train am I on? How did I get there? And so if I don't, because if I don't know which one I'm on, it's hard for me to, I, I um, go to God's word and say, which, which truth here applies to this, to which, 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 what is the correct train, I guess. And so just the power of why is a practical thing that I've used in my life to begin to identify what train I'm on and where it's headed. Yeah. And I think there's times where just like, um, when I go to the subway yeah. and I'm in a new town, I get often on the wrong train and I don't even know how to get to the destination I want to go to. So what do I do? I ask the people around me, I widen the circle and I'm like, look, here's where I am. I'm stuck on this train and I know I want to go in that direction. I don't know how to get there. Can you help me? So if you're at a, at a place where you're consistently finding yourself like, man, I just get trapped in this loop yeah. of these negative thoughts and these anxious thoughts and I feel overwhelmed and my heart starts beating. I'm not even sure what I'm anxious about. I'm not even sure how to, to uh, identify and get on the quote unquote right train. How can I do that? You should widen the circle, have other believers in your life to ask questions like that because you may not know to ask like, man, why am I stuck here? And they may be able to more quickly um, help you think through like, oh man, hey, it seems like you are putting more weight in what your parents think of you than is necessary. Or it seems like you associate life with being married or just they, they may see things you don't see. So also widening the circle and bringing others in whenever I get stuck and I'm like, I, man, I feel like I just can't stop following this train and it takes me to a place that I don't wanna go to. Can, can you help me? Having others in your life, that's why we harp on community all the time authentic relationships with other believers to help you kind of identify, to get off of those trains and get off the crazy train and move towards a, a train that's in line with God's word. Yeah. So it's, it's not just an understanding of what, uh, what lie you're believing, but it's also like you have to begin to like reframe what you're thinking or adjust it. So would love to hear uh, from you guys or potentially maybe, I don't know, this is a personal question, but I would love to know and potentially others, what, what are, what are the trains of thoughts that you consistently, I mean, I shared one that I just had the other day, but like when you, you guys, um, what are things that you consistently have to find yourself going? Like, I'm having this thought, here's what God's word has to say about it. I think people listening would love to hear practically how that plays out. Yeah. Elena. <laughs> I can tell you the one that's, um, been going on today. It's about her boss. <laughs> it's about <laughs> David. Um, wow. it really actually is about <clears throat> David. He's been really sick the past couple of days. <laughs> and I'm in this small podcast studio with him and I'm in, internally kind of freaking out. Like he's going to get me sick wow. and I'm going to be, I'm going to have flu like symptoms for the next week. Yep. That's going to throw off my entire week. Yep. And I God have is to, good all the time, people <laughs> all the time. God is good. <laughs> uh, if you heard what happened to David, you'd be scared too. Um, he was in a bad spot. Oh, and so yeah. I have to constantly tell myself, first of all, I'm just praying that I don't get sick. And then just thinking one of the other things we were going to talk about is um, reframing also in your mind, like the right perspective. So for me, I have to be like, you know what? You might get sick. And if you do, like God was, God already knew you were going to get sick and he is going to protect you. And even if he, let's just say like worst case scenario happens, God is always in control. So like, do you trust him? Do you believe he's good? Do you believe he has your best interest? And something as small as like me being just nervous, I'm going to get this sickness from David. <laughs> it's like re-shifting your perspective really helps a lot. Cause it's like, Hey, you know what? There's nothing you can do about it if you do. And if also, if you do, God's got you and it's going to be okay. Man. 
preach. <laughs> that's yeah. for me, Dave. That, yeah, that's you? so real. It's though. so real. I think I need to change my answer I was going to give to just believing the best and friends who are more concerned about themselves <laughs> and about your sickness. And, Listen, uh, David, I do feel bad for you. I also thank you for that. I don't really want to get it. Yeah, I can tell. You, yeah. you have the mind of Christ, as Paul <laughs> says in Philippians 2. Uh, hey, I think, um, I think uh, anxiety frustration with, you know, different decisions outside of my control at work, um, uh, believing the best about, um, yeah, I would think things like, I'm trying to think of like specifics from this yeah. week. I, I will say that, that getting sick, one thing that has been helpful to your point, Elena, of a third step to take is to, so you remove toxic thoughts, you replace the lies with truth and you reframe with the right perspective and um, try to see things in light of the gospel, in light of the fact that for all of eternity, we're gonna go be with Jesus. This life is a vapor, it's momentary. I'm here to make Jesus more famous and I wanna find my joy in things that are not uh, circumstantial and fleeting, but in him. And how do I do that? And Paul gives us over and over examples where in prison, hmm. he's writing in Philippians, hey, rejoice, always have joy. Again, I say rejoice and he's writing from a jail cell and he was able to find no matter what he was facing, Hey, God is in control uh, and I have an eternal perspective on that because I'm reframing it with the right perspective. So getting sick, I will say, I don't do this naturally, but, um, but learning the art of God, thank you for being sick or thank you for my sickness because it reminds me of all the times where I'm healthy. I hate getting sick. And, and I don't know if y'all are like me in that it, it just can feel like uh, I'm going to be sick like this for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> You're definitely. tired. It's never going to end. It's just, it's okay. basically for the next six months till the summer comes again. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and even taking advantage of like, man, God, yeah. thank you yeah. for being sick. Cause it reminds me of how grateful I am for the times where I'm healthy. Thank you that my car broke down. Um, because it, God, thank you. that I don't even have a car. How many people don't have a car that could break down Yeah. and, um, and just trying to see no matter what. And it's not just false positive thinking. It is like, man, everything I have is a gift from you, God. Yeah. And every day that I have and every moment I have, and I'm going to spend all of eternity with you. So anything as hard as it could be and really, really painful circumstances that I can find hope and, and have been given the invitation mm. to trust you and, uh, to rest on your promises and to find my joy in you and all of that. And so, um, removing toxic thoughts through identifying it and cutting it off, replacing the lies you're believing with the truth from God's word. What are you believing that's a lie? And then reframing whatever you're walking through with a positive or with the right perspective. An eternal perspective is the right perspective. Yep. So that's all I got. Anything else you guys would add? It's so important. It's awesome. Hey, I do need to confess, Elena, I did uh, spit in your coffee earlier <laughs> just so that, and Josh, you too, so that we can all share the sickness going around. Be in this together. together. I love and, it. Because I wanted you guys to enjoy yeah, like, yeah. the Lord, thank you for the sickness because yeah. it reminds me. That. I didn't want to rob you of that. Of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Of course. So, hey, that is it. We'll see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.